Welcome to the ForexWarrior.com podcast, where it's all Forex, all the time. The latest and hottest topics in the world of currency trading, right here at your fingertips. Live Forex trading, psychology, money management, chart setups, news events, automated trading, and expert trading interviews. Plus, we review brokerages from around the world. From beginner to advanced, there is something for everyone. Are you ready for a change? Do you have what it takes to be a Forex warrior? Learn how to live the Forex lifestyle. With over 13 years in the Forex markets and connections around the globe, here is your host, Dr. Jason Gospodarek. Greetings, fellow traders, and welcome to the ForexWarrior.com trading podcast. This week, I have another little short episode for you. I'm getting together a, another awesome interview. If you haven't listened to last week's episode with Andrew Lockwood from ForexSignals.com, be sure to check it out. You go to www.TheForexWarrior.com, click on Episodes at the top. It's episode number 10. And when you go to that episode, be sure to scroll down a little bit and click on Listen to the Full Episode. You can also click on the big logo of The Forex Warrior, and you'll see all the show notes there and the links that we discussed during our interview. Like I mentioned, today's episode is going to be pretty quick. I want to cover seven important tips for Forex trading success. Number one, if you're new to trading, you have to understand that Forex is a zero-sum game. If you're making money, someone else is losing money. Some other bank is losing money. Some other hedge fund is losing money and vice versa. When someone buys the euro versus the USD, for example, the price will move up until there's more volume selling it to bring the price down. So this is a zero-sum game. It's a lot different psychologically, fundamentally, than trading the stock market or futures or cryptocurrencies. It's one currency versus the other. And if you're not familiar with that, I really highly recommend doing a little more research before you get started. Forex is traded in pairs, like the euro versus the USD, etc. So make sure you understand how that works and how this is a zero-sum game because it'll help you get your mind wrapped around a little bit more of how the inner workings of the Forex markets operate. Number two, leverage kills. Whether it's greed, whether it's fear, whatever it might be, leveraging your account up 100 to 1, 200 to 1, 500 to 1, 1,000, even 5,000 to 1 is a sure recipe for disaster. Now look, a lot of brokers offer high leverage, 500 to 1, 1,000 to 1, pretty common these days, especially outside of the U.S. Some of these brokers are actually okay. You don't have to use the full amount of leverage to take advantage of what these brokers offer. For example, let's say you're able to trade one full standard lot of the dollar yen on a $200 account. You can select the trade a lot less. You can use a 0.001 lot, a 0.01 lot, a micro, a mini. You don't have to use the full leverage all the time. And I don't recommend ever testing that out unless you have a tiny account or you're in a demo and you can learn a little bit more about how leverage works. The key take home here is don't go too big for your account. Trading successfully, repetitively over time should be a boring and sort of tedious, repetitive process. Not some big gamble where you're excited to see if you're going to double or triple your account tomorrow. Now, if you're in the Forex markets for that, that's fine. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. It's your money to lose. But if you want to be successful long term, you have to find a happy medium. I'm pretty sure that most people who started trading have lost in the beginning or either got lucky, made some, and then lost again. So it's all about finding that sweet spot for you. Maybe you want to have a little bit bigger risk appetite because you want to make more money faster. That's fine. Just know that your risk is a lot faster. Leverage is the number one killer of Forex traders' accounts. 
Remember that, leverage is the number one killer. Number three, I covered this already on many of the previous episodes, and you can listen to them anytime at theforexwarrior.com, but watch for news events. It doesn't matter if you use Forex Factory, if you use Daily FX, if you use Financial Juice, if you use Forex Signals, whatever it might be, make sure that you know what news events are going to be coming up in the next day and the week ahead. For example, as I'm recording this right now, tomorrow, which is the first Friday of every month, by the way, is non-farm payroll. Probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, news events in all of Forex. You can go to a site like babypips or forexfactory.com and learn about that. It's all free. You can click on the little envelope there on the calendar and read about what it means. But there's super high-impact news events like this where most of the expert traders will just simply not be in the market until after the news comes out. Because let's let's be honest, a lot of these news events are coin flips. You don't know which way there's going to be. You might have an idea, might be able to look at the history. You know, a lot of these news sites, which are free, give you histograms about what was supposed to come out and what number actually came out for each news event going back months and years. And you can try to get a better idea and possibly even some insight on what you think is going to happen, but you really don't know. So trading news events and gambling on the news events specifically, trying to catch that big move is not something that is easily reproducible. And it's probably one of the hardest things to learn how to do when you're new to the Forex market. So my advice is to leave that to the trading algorithms, to the computer traders, to the automated traders, to the expert traders, and stick to what you know and what works time after time. Number four, super common sense, but I feel like I gotta share it with you. Preservation of capital is key. It's not about how much you make and how fast you make it. It's about how little you lose and how long you can stay in the game. So think about that. It's about how little you lose and how long you stay in the game to be back to play again, to be back to get back in the markets, to come back in to practice the strategy that you're trying to execute and to work on your psychology and your money management. When your money's gone, it's over. Unless you want to trade in a demo or practice account, which is fine, but it's not that motivational to do it long term. You got to have some reward financially. So preserve capital. You need to have money to play the game again. Number five, beware of broker bonuses. I wish I could say raise your hand if you ever heard of this or how many people got ripped off with this. There's a lot of brokers out there that give you bonuses, sign-up bonuses, deposit match bonuses, fast start bonuses. And when you read the fine print, it's really hard to find one that's actually very honest and truthful. Now, in the fine print, you're going to hear the real details. You're going to read what's really going on with those bonuses. A lot of these require you to trade the same amount in volume in lots that you deposited to release that bonus. Some of those bonuses are only there to increase your leverage and they don't even allow you to withdraw it. In other words, let's say you have 100 to 1 leverage and you have $10,000. When you put in your money and get your $10,000 at 100 to 1, they'll give you a 100% match. So now you have $20,000. But once your account dips below the initial 10,000, everything's gone. That's one way the bonuses get you. The other one is increasing the leverage on the balance and equity that you have and not having access to that money when you want to make a withdrawal. So read the fine print. Some of the bonuses are okay. The vast majority of them, though, are sort of scamming. So beware of broker bonuses. I personally never take them. Number six, this goes for all traders, but especially for the newbies here, start on the longer time frames. You don't have to sit on a monthly chart or even a weekly 
but you wanna trade on the daily, the four hour, possibly the hourly if you're new, because all the things that I've talked about before, the pattern recognition, looking for head and shoulders, new highs, new lows, Fibonacci levels, looking for technical and fundamental indicators in the news and on your charts. The longer term time frame that shows those patterns or those levels, the more important it is to the market for one big reason. If you're not quite following me, here's a quick example. If you have a swing high, let's just use the Euro Aussie, for example, the Euro versus the Australian dollar. Say there's a swing high there. How powerful is that swing high on the one minute time frame versus to a swing high on a daily or weekly or monthly time frame? So that's my point. Those levels are much more important, much more critical, much easier to see, much easier to repeat your trading strategy with than on the shorter time frames. So I'm not saying you have to sit on a monthly or even weekly chart, but go to the longer time frames to hone your skill and get more comfortable before you step down to the shorter, more unpredictable, more volatile, smaller time frames. Number seven, don't get confused with all these indicators and oscillators, especially when you're learning the market. I'm sure if you're like me back 13, 14, 15 years ago, I don't even know when it was anymore, at least 13 and a half, 14 years ago, when I started in the Forex markets, I was looking for the latest, greatest thing, right? For a while, I was using Bollinger Bands. Then I was using the Moving Average Cross. Then I was using Parabolic SAR. Then I was using Divergence Trading with MACD and Stochastics and dealing with all the settings and trying to program it into a robot and automated expert advisor. If you know what I'm talking about, you've been there, or maybe you are there now. Look, these indicators and oscillators, even though they can be used as filters in your trading, in my humble opinion, they should not be used for pure entries and exits of your trading. The best way to trade the Forex market, in any market really, is with naked candlesticks. Again, just my opinion, looking for support and resistance, swing highs, swing lows, Fibonacci levels. All the other indicators, oscillators, they're lagging, right? Moving average, who's fell for this moving average scam before? You see a 20, a 50, and say a 200 moving average, when they cross beneath each other, then you sell. And when they cross back, you close or buy the order back for a profit. And you watch these videos online on some of these scammy sites. And they say, look, you sell when they cross, you buy when they cross back, you made 150 pips. How easy is this? Until you realize that the actual price action is 30, 40, 50 pips beneath that cross in the beginning and 30, 40, 50 pips above the cross when you close because it's a lagging indicator and the net is zero or even a loss. So don't fall into the trap. Indicators, oscillators, they're great tools. They're great education. There's a lot to them or people wouldn't use them, right? Pick a few that you like. Could be RSI, could be CCI, could be the ATR. A lot of traders use a couple of them. I still use MACD and Stochastics when I do divergence trading. You may have seen some videos on YouTube I put out years ago on that. And I don't trade just based on those but I use them as filters. So they help keep me out of some trades that I might've got caught in otherwise. Most all the trading I do now is just naked candlesticks. And that's what I feel is the most successful for me. And the little bonus here at the end of this short podcast this week, my favorite currency pair to trade, drum roll please, I can hear the music in my head. The Euro versus the Aussie, my absolute favorite pair. If you were a follower of my live streams over at Forex Signals a couple years back, or even if you've seen some of my YouTube videos that have been out for a decade or more, the Euro Aussie is still my favorite currency pair to trade. And here's the main reasons. A lot of the volatility when you look at the trading chart. So on my computer monitors, I have four monitors here and some laptops and iPads and things, but my main base is four monitors. You don't need that. You can have just one. But on one monitor, I have all my pairs set up. And if I look at those pairs now, 
I have the dollar pairs on the left, the yen pairs next to that. Then I have some crosses like the Euro Aussie, Euro Pound. And on the right column, I have gold, silver, I have the dollar index and the Dow futures, the US stock market Dow futures. A lot of the unpredictability and that volatility in the market is based on the USD or the US dollar. It's also on the Japanese yen, right? Where at the time of this recording is still sort of a flight to safety currency. We've talked about correlations before like oil prices, crude oil to the Canadian dollar and volatility and sort of risk off in the market to the Japanese yen and vice versa. But here sits the Euro versus the Aussie. When there's no major news events coming out for the Euro or the Australian dollar for a day or two, and the Euro Aussie has a very small, even sort of flat trend with a, maybe a slight tilt to it on the 15 minute or hourly time frame, that's generally when I will get in. The Euro Aussie, in my opinion, tends to trend on short term charts quite well. I mean, all currency pairs do, but over all the years I've been using the Euro Aussie to my advantage and been quite successful with it. My win percentage, 65 to 80% on the Euro Aussie, with the winners being much larger than the losers, is due to the fact that it sort of protects me from the inherent volatility through major news releases like non-farm payroll, for example. I'll hold the Euro Aussie trade during non-farm payroll and not have a whole lot of stress like I would if I were trading just a Euro dollar or dollar yen or gold for that example. The Euro Aussie is just more level-headed in my mind. It respects the levels on the charts nicely, and it has less volatility during highly active fundamental times. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that it's not erratic, because it is. And when there's news and announcements that come out of the Eurozone or out of the Australian currency or economy, the pair can move crazily. So you always have to be prepared and watch. You're not going to get it all. You're going to have losses as well, but you have to find your favorite pair. The other reason I like the Euro versus the Aussie is that when it moves during these sort of quieter times, like during Tokyo session, when there's not much news, the moves can be a lot greater than something like the Euro versus the pound. It's not uncommon for the Euro Aussie to just sort of drift 10, 20, 30, 40, 45 pips in one direction slowly. And that's what I like to take advantage of. So there you have my favorite currency pair to trade, the Euro versus the Australian dollar. And you have seven important but fairly quick tips to prepare yourself to be more successful in the Forex markets. Number one, trading is a zero-sum game. Number two, over-leverage kills. Number three, always watch and be prepared for news events. Number four, preserve your capital. You need to have money to be back in the action in the future. Number five, beware of broker bonuses. And number six, start with longer time frames, especially if you're new. And lastly, number seven, don't get confused like a deer in the headlights with indicators and oscillators, especially if you're new and learning. That's all I have for this week. Look forward to some excellent interviews coming up. I got some big ones set up and I can't wait to get them on and see what they want to share with us. There's so much knowledge out there. Finding the right people to listen to, to become your mentor, is key to be successful in this business. This lonely business of Forex that can be highly rewarding. So this is Jason Guspadaric signing off for now. Make it a great day and happy trading. Thank you for listening to the ForexWarrior.com podcast. Subscribe for free in iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and on many more sites all over the web. If you know someone who might enjoy being a guest on a future podcast interview, or if you have something you would like to hear as a hot topic, send an email to jason at theforexwarrior.com. 
Forex trading involves risk, so be sure to read the disclaimer on our site. Check out the podcast and resource pages for show notes and links covered in this episode. For the hottest merchandise in the biz, and to learn more about being a true Forex warrior, visit theforexwarrior.com.